Hey, welcome to the Passive Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan, and in this week's episode, myself and Mike sit down and talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. But before we get into this week's episode, a few housekeeping things. This week's episode of the podcast, sponsored by Goodnight Fatty, the North Shore's premier late-night cookie pop-up, as well as Beard Brand, a premium men's grooming company with products for your hair, beard, and body. But more on both of those lovely sponsors later. As always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. You can join our Discord and engage with the rest of our community and us. The easiest way to do that is to go to our Twitter, and it's part of our pinned tweet. We also just recently launched our Patreon, and we'd really appreciate it if you could give any money to help us keep this show going. And the way to get to that is patreon.com slash PassTheController. And enjoy this week's episode of the Past the Control Podcast, episode 114. Good. It's decent. That's it. It was just decent. That's all. That's all you got. It was like two panels. What were the panels? Uh, the listeners want to know, Mike. They follow your every beat. Uh, one was about like Agents of Shield and uh, and Arrow and the Gifted, and then one was <clears throat> Game of Thrones. I think. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No. Why did you go to that panel? Because my friend wanted to go. Oh, okay. That's that. That makes sense. That's admirable. I go to plenty of panels with you that I don't know anything about, like Tequila Gundam, but I walk out with a bigger, greater appreciation for certain things. You know what I'm saying? I suppose. I, I don't know if that's true or not, because you really only walked away with Tequila Gundam. Yeah, that's a good appreciation. I appreciate whatever that is. I love how Navi realized that she was on a camera, and she's like, "I'm just gonna sit on the other side of this because I don't want to be involved." <gasps> Navi. No, don't don't bring her back. Don't get her back in the mix. It's going to be too distracting. Mm. We're going to figure out what we're doing here. So that was it. Ryan Comic Con was just like whatever. Not like a nothing right home about. It's good. What I don't get is how, like, I feel like their guest list was fucking, like, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. They, I think, like I said, I went there one year before, and I feel I felt the same way. I feel like they got, like, a lot of people to show up. Yeah. I'm not really sure how. I don't how. remember who was there last time, other than I think I mentioned to you before. Uh, I don't know. Somebody was there. Yeah. And then this year, I forget who was there besides. So, like, um, the lady that plays Captain Phasma in Star, Star Wars. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie? Yeah. She was, at, she was at the Game of Thrones panel that I went to. Oh, is she on Game of Thrones, too? Yes. Okay. Is that what she's, like, known for before Captain Phasma? Or yes. did she have other roles that she was known for? She's not the same lady that... No, that's someone else. Who's the Who's the actress that plays the, the the not bad guy, but, like, important role in Doctor Strange? It's not her, right? Tilda Swinton? Yeah, Tilda Swinton. I don't know. Yeah. Is she in another movie that I would care about? I Tilda? feel like she might be, right? Tilda? Yeah. I mean, she's an accomplice actress, so I imagine she is. I well, couldn't tell I, you offhand. But. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I don't... You know, I... Come on. Movies for me? What, what do you think I'm watching? I don't know. Uh, Mike. Anyways. So, uh... You go to Rhode Island Comic Con. Right. 
You're back here uh-huh. dealing with car bullshit. But what is Mike playing? What is Michael playing right now? Anything? Just getting those Overwatch loot boxes? Yeah, just got some loot boxes. The, uh, the new hero, Ash, mm-hmm. we don't know when she's hitting console yet, right? No. But did you see what the next update for Overwatch entails? It entails an entire... Uh, you have to uninstall the game and reinstall it. Yes. Um, when I dug a little bit deeper to see what that was, it was like you know, a Most lot of, of under the hood stuff. A lot of cleaning up code stuff. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I told, I told, I don't know if that update is live yet. I told Todd to remind me because I'm like balls deep in Overwatch again. I don't think it's going to be all. I'm it's assuming that's going to come with Ash. It might, yeah. Or the next event. Do we have a date for Winter Wonderland yet? Mm-mm. Is it usually just December and that's it? Uh, I think so. Mike, you're supposed to be like the Overwatch guy. I I just pop in there, get my loot boxes, and get out. Todd's like the Overwatch like community guy. Like you can you can know what's going on in the Overwatch community because of Todd, mm-hmm. at least according to him. Right. Uh, but you, I mean, you seem to keep up to date with with like everything, like patch updates and all that stuff. Uh, the patch updates, sure. So like I know. They've got a couple tweaks in the work in the works. I think like Doomfist is having like a damage nerf and some sort of change to one of his moves. Okay. And uh, there's some other stuff too. That's the only thing I can think of offhand. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, obviously, we played together the other night on stream. Actually, we did all my placements and went nine and one, which is the best I've ever done. Hmm. Um. But clearly, I'm back on the Overwatch train, which is fine with me. You know, I'm all about that life. Um, but outside of that, Diablo for the Switch, I don't know if I've been vocal about it on the podcast yet, but if you're a Diablo fan or you're looking for, like, a, a dungeon crawler, it is, like, it's almost a must-buy for the Switch, even if you've already played it before. Like, I have. Did you just drop your phone? Yeah. You, you gonna get it, or...? I, I mean, I don't know. I, things can happen down there. Um, but what I was saying was Diablo Switch is just, it runs so... Granted, it's a game that came out on the 360, so it's it's not like a... The Switch is more powerful than 360 and PS3, so it should be able to run games that came out on the 360, no problem. But it, it uh, is easily, like, one of my favorite experiences this year. Um, it... It really just runs like butter. It's so much fun to play. I haven't had a chance to really play any multiplayer, but the suite of multiplayer options that it has, local co-op, like on one Switch, you can do it in tabletop mode or docked. You can play local wireless, and you can play online. And I believe you can mix all of those however you want. So like, if three of us were on the couch playing on my Switch... I believe we could still all play with one other person or something like that. I believe it mixes in, in every way. So, like, if me and you were playing on our Switches and handheld and Todd was on, we should be able to play with him online. I just haven't really broken out with anybody and done that yet. I've just mainly been playing it, like, in bed at night, which is, like, the favorite time to play my Switch. Or I had to drive Jen to the airport last week, so I was, like, up very early and had plenty of time to kill before I had to work. So the switch sat in my car grind a little bit it, it's a perfect game for the switch because it's a game that i can hop in do some grinding hop out do what i gotta do um so i'm super stoked that that's there um and then 
the only other like thing of notably that I've been playing is on the last two episodes, I believe. At least the last one, but maybe the last two, because I think I did it when Todd was here as well. I didn't shit on Red Dead 2. Maybe a little bit. But I just I wasn't like like Todd's all about it. Most of the people that I talk to are all about Red Dead. It didn't hook me for a few different reasons. And I still have some of those complaints and some of those gripes, but I had some time to sit down and play this morning. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to like, I'm going to give this a fair shot. I'm going to sink some more time. I'm going to see if it's something that can captivate me. And there's tons of great things about it. The story, I love it. The act, the voice acting is great. Obviously, you know, it's cinematic, cinematically beautiful, stunning game. Some of the things that just really pull me out are I feel like the controls are still like kind of janky and just like not not fluid controls and I feel like that's a game that kind of plagues all of Rock a thing that plagues all of Rockstar's games in my opinion. Um but today being able to sink some more time and I'm like all right, the story is good. I do want to see how this plays out. Even the side missions that I've played kind of paint these characters they flush them out more in a meaningful way like i feel like sometimes in games like this you play a side quest or a side mission and it's to get an item or something like that or whatever so far at least all the side missions that i've played have kind of given a little aspect of the character arthur morgan or maybe someone else that like you wouldn't get if you didn't do that and it's kind of it, it gives more meaning to the to the side quests. So I, I do appreciate that because I feel like a lot of games like this just don't. Like you just play it to get XP or or whatever, help level up faster. So I'm I'm still not like going to do a 360. And by 360, I mean do a 180 on my thoughts on this game. Uh, it's still not like I'm not blown away by it. I'm not like this is the best game I've ever played. I don't feel that way yet. Maybe my mind will change the further I play. But you definitely have to... You definitely have to have time. Like, this isn't a game... Like, Diablo, I could hop in for 30 minutes an hour and feel fine if I stepped away. This, if I don't have at least an hour or maybe two hours, I'm going to feel like I can't even accomplish anything because everything takes so long. And that's one of the things that kind of pulled me out of the game was that... And I understand why they did it because they want to make you feel immersed in the game. Like, they want to make you feel immersed in that world. So... When you're going from mission to mission, like you gotta ride your horse, and it's not a cutscene, and then you're in the place you need to be, you gotta fucking ride your horse. And if you're with other people, and they're having a conversation, it's like a slow trot to the next town. So it's like a few minutes at least of dialogue, and I understand. Like it's cool. They have a feature where you can hold the select button, I think, and it puts into cinematic mode, so it will like. Like the camera angle, it'll you get those like widescreen, like the black bars will show up, mm. and it will uh, kind of pan to different angles because nothing else is gonna happen during this time other than these people talking. It is what it is. It like Todd's all about it. Todd's like fully pulled in. A lot of people are fully pulled in. That stuff for me as a gamer, there's so many great games. My time is so limited. I have to play all these things, whether it's because I want to or because I'm trying to do stuff and cover things and, and you know, people are giving me codes and stuff or whatever. Some of that stuff is like, I get it, but 
you're wasting my time. Just give me a cutscene. Just speed this along. Like, I don't want to deal with this. So those are some of the gripes that I still have. But again, like I said, if I have the time to put in, I'm going to sink some more time. I do want to try to finish this game. We'll see. I enjoyed my PlayStation today. I enjoyed it much more than the first couple of times I, I booted the game up. So Todd was happy to hear that. Classic Doug. I still shit on the game a lot to him privately via text. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much what has been consuming my gaming time. Um, and then obviously fucking uh, Taiko no Tatsujin oh, is, a, right. is a jam. How, how did you feel about that? We played it on stream last week. How did you... Uh, what are your thoughts on Taiko? Uh, it's a drum game. <laughs> it's a drum game. Yep. Did you like? Did you enjoy yourself? Because I know you were debating picking it up. Like, does that does that sway you in either direction or no? Uh, I don't feel like it's a fifty dollars game still, but okay, fair. I feel like buying it eventually. It's definitely fun. Like I, I had a blast playing it, and I didn't think I would enjoy it playing it without motion controls. Because obviously, you and I played it with motion controls, but then in bed lately. Before I start Diablo, I'll be like, you know, bang out a couple of songs. Uh, you know, Zen, 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 you know, from your name, I kind of want to just, you know, play it like five times in a row. Mm -hmm. No, but I, I switch it up. But uh, playing it with buttons is fun, too. Like, it's still a good time. So it'll be a good little game I'll pop in from time to time. And I think it's a good game to, like, kind of hang out with, like, a group. It's like a not-so-dedicated rock band. As long as all your friends love Japanese music or the ABCs. Well, yeah. Well, I was surprised when Todd was like, I want to download this. I'm like, and like, Todd, I don't know if he said this in the Discord, if he said it privately or in the group text or something, but he was like, I really want to get it, play this, this. I'm like, Todd, I just want to like warn you that it's mostly like like anime music or like Japanese pop or like stuff that you definitely don't know. He goes, no, 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 it's fine. I'm like, okay, whatever you say. Um, There's money. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's like, I want to play the Moana song. I'm like, it's in Japanese. He's like, no, it's fine. I'm like, all right, cool. Whatever. Whatever works for you. I'm not going to hate. Give give Bandai your, your money. Um, I guess we should probably head into, even though you didn't watch it, but I did, when you talk about the, the XO18 event mm -hmm. that took place today. It's a live in Mexico City. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, basically... Microsoft brought back their their FanFest event that they used to do in the past. I don't know how long they haven't done it for, but they brought it back. Um, they hyped it up. It was in Mexico City. They did a live event today. I know tomorrow they have some panels and stuff. I think they're streaming those as well on Twitch and Mixer. So if you're interested, there's a few different things on like uh, Sea of Thieves and a few other things. So if you're interested in that, you could definitely go check that out. But pretty much all the announcements came today. And it was really hard to think about what they were going to show. They were up front and said Halo Infinite would not be there, which is the new Halo game on the horizon. But I feel like as far as announcements of games was pretty lackluster. Some of the stuff they announced otherwise was like cool and, and great and good for gamers. I don't necessarily know if they should have hyped this up as an event that was, like, worth watching for two hours. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're at this event, it's a great time. You get all these announcements. You get to hang out with all these other people, influencers, developers, stuff like that. And you get to play a bunch of these things that they talked about. But sitting at home, it was like a 
it was like a lackluster E3 presentation is what it felt like. It felt like it felt like what Sony's presentation felt like for me personally this year at E3, where it was like if you were there, that was a cool place to be, but I felt like as a viewer at home, it was super lackluster. Granted, the Sony one was just focused on games. This one was like, it was like split. There were some game announcements. A lot of the game announcements were smaller titles, which is still fine. Um, but basically, a big push on Game Pass. Um, PUBG coming to Game Pass. Um, Ori in the Blind Forest coming to Game Pass. Um, and then Crackdown 3, obviously is in their stable, so that's coming to Game Pass. It was pretty much, like, I felt like most of the announcements were just focused on Game Pass. There was, like, 16 titles they announced coming to Game Pass that previously weren't on there. They talked about two studio acquisitions, one that we kind of knew about that got leaked, which was the Obsidian acquisition, um, and then In Exile being the other that came through. Um, updates coming to Forza Horizon 4. Um... Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice that was a big title that's coming to Game Pass I was excited about that because uh, I haven't played it yet and it's something that I've been looking forward to for me one of the announcements that was a big deal was that you, you remember back in the day on the 360 they used to do uh, 1 vs 100 if they brought that back it would be no question Xbox would be the leader of the generation but you know you, you remember Summer of Arcade where they would do like Every week, it was like a focus on a different indie title. I think if you bought more than one, you got a discount. The titles, the name sounds familiar. It was, they did that stuff when it was like games like Braid and like Explosion Man. Like they were all in that like Mm -hmm. time period. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, I I always enjoyed that when they did that because it was like a focus on like cool indie games. So they're going to do that this year called Winter of Arcade. And it's going to be in December. And they're going to announce the games at the Game Awards. So they all, all they did was just announce that they're going to do that and said, we got to watch the Game Awards to find out the, the slew of titles, whatever. But that was a cool, exciting thing. I mean, some of the Game Pass stuff was cool. There was the focus on mouse and keyboard controls coming to Xbox, which they kind of hinted at already. Um, Razer is going to be their official partner, but I believe you'll be able to use other mouse and keyboards as well. But I think Razer is going to make ex- like stuff that's explicitly for xbox experience um and there was like a i want to say 13 titles that got announced to have that support starting next week one of them being fortnite um i think what they'll continue to do throughout any game that gets that support is what they announced in the fortnite announcement was that you can separate matchmaking so like you don't have to worry about playing just against xbox people and worried about if people are using keyboard mouse and keyboard yeah so that's smart. I hope any title that gets that that's a competitive game offers that feature because I'm sure I'm sure that support will come to things like Halo and Overwatch possibly and stuff like that. Especially games that are already on PC like Overwatch. I'm sure it's not hard to implement those controls because they already have that mm-hmm. back end work. You know what I mean? Um, those were pretty much like the bigger things. Uh, sea of thieves has a content update coming that's like a pvp stuff uh arena mode knowing halo wasn't going to be there knowing that we already know about games like crackdown 3 gears 5 we can guess things like forza motorsport 8 is coming next year because that's just what they do i was kind of 
surprised and shocked that we didn't hear or see anything new. I'm a little disappointed, not disappointed, but I was kind of hoping for a banjo announcement or Perfect Dark or maybe just a new IP in general. I feel like on that side of things, if they had something like that, this conference would have been fine. If it just ended with something new, it was, again, it was for Xbox fans. It was mostly for people that are already in the Xbox ecosystem. It just felt like anybody who's watching it that isn't a part of the ecosystem might not care about a lot of that shit. So I think the I think the messaging and the, the media that comes out of it from a lot of places after the fact is going to be negative because there wasn't like new game blah, blah, blah. like there was again plenty of cool stuff but it was mostly i felt geared towards people who are already in the ecosystem and not so much like this is a reason why you should come by an xbox granted they still push that message but eh, i don't know how hard it hit maybe i'm just being cold i don't know did any of that stuff sound like like something remarkable for you or no did any of it sound exciting for you and you're an xbox player so an Xbox player i mean but what do I play on my Xbox? Overwatch, whenever it has like the one mode I feel like playing. That's you love Overwatch though. You wouldn't play it if they didn't have Total Mayhem, Mystery it's, Heroes, whatever the fucking Total Mayhem's like the only thing I play, and it's not on all the time. So you wait. You don't play Overwatch outside if that's mode's not there. Typically, I pop in there unless like I was except for during the Halloween event where like I needed to get my loot boxes, so I had to like. Make some sacrifices. Huh. I so didn't like know this, that. How so, long has that been your fucking mantra? Hmm? I don't know. A while now. But you're good at Overwatch. Like, when we were playing comp the other night, like, you are good at Overwatch, Mike. I guess you get practice by playing things with uh, twice the... with half the cooldowns. Yeah, but you're like... You can hold your own with, like, regular m- modes. It's just not fun to you? It's not fun to me. What's okay. fun for me is if I have my Junkrat mine on like a two second cooldown. So every, <laughs> every two seconds I'm just dropping it. Or playing a Sombra and hacking everybody all the time. It's it's so weird to me because like you, you're like, you're all about playing. And, and maybe maybe you're going to shatter my, like everything I know about Mike right now. Right. Like you're all about playing Smash in the competitive way where it's like no items whatever mm-hmm. is that not how you enjoy playing smash i mean i'll play it like that but i'm not against playing with items on yeah i'm not against it either I'm not against it but I, like, I, i'll play like i'll play like that for fun like i don't mind them yeah like i don't it, yeah I guess it got right. to it got to a point where we legitimately i feel like we legitimately didn't know what characters final smashes were because we typically just didn't play with it on yeah, I mean, I I definitely do not know everyone's Final Smash. Yeah. So, there are, like, things that go on. The, there are part, aspects of that game now I feel like I honestly don't know anything about because for the longest time we played with them off. It's like, oh. Like, I forget what certain items do. Smash, is, Smash for me is different, though, because, like, I, I just love Smash. So, I will play it anyway. I just would prefer to play it, like, skill versus skill and take out the random factor mm-hmm. of like items and whatever but I'll still enjoy it like I can still enjoy playing it in a fun casual way 
with items on or like we we fuck around sometimes we'll like throw pokeballs only or something like that like we do it once in a while every once in a while but i could not tell you the last time i played smash with items on yeah because that's that's some fucking baby boy shit one v one me bro let's go so you don't like playing competitive smash i i'm fine playing okay all right all right right, right, right. like i'm not gonna come in here and be like gosh i want to put items on I mean, I'll do it. It's just I'm gonna I'm gonna look at you and be like, all right, Mike, okay, Mike. I'm gonna say that every once in a while it'd be fun to just see like a fucking bomb. Just listen, I'm fine with throwing throwing. In the, I mean, when we fucking throw down in a smash session, like oh look, they can go for a couple hours. Happen? Oh, the hammer's head fell off. Don't well, you look like a guy? Well, that's cool. the other thing too. I feel like even when we play with like usually, I feel like when we play with items on, it's when we have someone over that isn't like into smash like we are mm-hmm. so we'll throw items on but then i feel like we have this truce that's like an unspoken thing that if a hammer drops no one picks it up yeah i know okay all right i, I like i just love smash smash is fucking great like it's such a good time you know prima guides is shutting down i saw that i still have their fucking giant hardcover smash i do too guide and that's what i was I like to, i have to use that for smash ultimate now i was offended no wait they're they're not gonna print the Smash Ultimate one? I thought they weren't printing anymore. I thought they were still printing that, though. Oh, I don't I know. I thought that was their last guide. Oh. That was, like, another reason why I was like, fuck, maybe I should buy this. Okay. Um, I gotta look into it. I did see that they were closing down, but I think that's their last guide. Okay. Um, I was kind of, like, taken aback. I know Joe sometimes is just a hater to be a hater, because it's fun, but, like, when I said I wanted to pick up the guide, it was like, I don't, be very clear, I don't need no guide. I just wanted the book, because it's Smash. Like, I just want Smash stuff. It's a good coffee table book. It's a great coffee table book. Plus, when you get the noobs over, like Joe, shots fired. You put that on your coffee table. And exactly, and he can flip through it while he's dead already. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He can learn up learn up some skills. Um, the Smash DLC is already decided, Mike. It's quick. Do you think the characters are done? I do not think they're done. I don't think they're done, but I'm sure they've got like a... I'm sure they've like just picked who they want and then probably... They probably have the general idea of what the moveset's supposed to be. They yeah. just need to actually code it and then implement it and make sure it works. I wouldn't even be surprised if the characters aren't fully decided and they're just like, stop fucking bothering us. That'd be fun. Because that's what the... So there was two tweets from Sakurai's Instagram, uh, from Twitter. Mm-hmm. One of them was in Japanese and English. The second one was just in English. So I feel like it was just like, listen, guys, stop. Like... We don't care. Classic Sakurai. Fucking Sakurai. He's the man. When do you think we're going to get the first uh, like announcement? Do you think it's going to be at the Game Awards? I think it might be. I think it could be. One of the Game Awards. The the day before Smash comes out. Hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised to like drive hype, drive sales of the fighter pack. Like, here's a, here's a fucking tease of... This is who's the first character coming. When can I order the pack? Are you buying the game digitally? No, you already bought it on Amazon, right? Yeah. I believe you can already buy the pack. I don't know if you can buy it on your Switch, but I know stores are definitely selling it as like a digital download. Okay. So you can probably already pre pre buy it on your Switch. Got to get to work. And do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing changes. I gotta get out there quick. Did you get an email? Already about Piranha Plant since you pre-ordered it. I think you might make sure you don't. I don't know. Make sure you one. check your Amazon emails because I believe 
Nintendo already started sending them out if you pre-ordered it physically. Okay, I should double check that. Yeah, then. I would don't don't trash your uh, things. Regardless, you should be able to do it with the with something in in the game. Um, I think you have until I just have to register it on on Nintendo, Club Nintendo whatever. Yeah. I think my Nintendo. I think you have until January thirtieth or thirty first, whenever the last day of January is. Is that one of the thirty one months? I don't even know. Uh, thirty days has September, April, June, and November. January, yeah, should have thirty one. Okay, Mike, I just have no idea. Um, but moving on, anyways, before we get into our, our final couple of topics that we have slated for today, I know we briefly touched on BlizzCon last episode, but we recorded it as BlizzCon was happening, mm-hmm. so we kind of didn't really go too deep into it. But you've seen all the backlash about Diablo Immortal. Um, I've seen the backlash, but I did not read into it much other than it's like a game for mobile. Right? Yeah, so it's a it's a mobile Diablo game. I believe it's an original story. I think it's a prequel to three, or it falls it falls somewhere. It's not like a sequel to three. It's somewhere before that. Um, but people are like, ev- like they're downvoting the YouTube video. Like there's so much backlash from it. And there's so many people that are pissed off, and. There's a few things that I just want to say about it. One being that if you, like if you're a Blizzard person, like if you're a Blizzard fan, and you trust the quality that Blizzard has done over the years, like I don't necessarily think it's fair to like go all out on this war, this tirade against them for making a mobile game. People are pointing out, like, oh, the people that they have developing it for them, they've made similar games before, so it's just a reskin of all this stuff. And it's like, all of these things, like, A, you haven't played it yet. B, if you don't trust Blizzard to put out a quality product, then don't support Blizzard. If you don't want them to go down the mobile road, then don't download the game. Like, don't buy it. Or it might actually be free when it comes out and have I I'm not sure what the pricing model is for, but don't support the game when it comes out. That's the way that you talk to to developers. It's you don't be a baby about it online. You you talk with your wallet. But all of that being said, is that if you really believe that they're not gonna take one of their core franchises, one of their storied historic franchises, and not make a Diablo 4 at some point, like, you're out of your mind. Like, obviously, they're going to... Obviously, they're working on Diablo 4. Obviously, Diablo 4 is coming at some point. But at the end of the day, Blizzard is a company, and everyone has a fucking smartphone. So it's the same reason why Nintendo, after all these years of not going into mobile, is in the mobile game. Because those games print fucking money. And those games allow them... To make other business decisions. So if you don't want a Diablo mobile game and you don't want to support it, then speak with your wallet. But everyone else that will is going to help fund Diablo 4. If this was a different company and maybe they had a bad track record of stuff like this, then yeah, maybe it's like a super shitty move. But if, if it's a company that 
makes things like World of Warcraft, makes things like Diablo proper, makes things like Overwatch, makes things like Hearthstone, maybe have a little bit of faith in what they're doing. And maybe look at this for what it is. Granted, I think some of the some of the backlash is not warranted, but I understand people being upset that this was like at a Diablo keynote panel at you know what I mean? Like I get that part. Like mm. you're at BlizzCon, it's a Diablo thing, you're excited for it, and all of a sudden it's a mobile game. I feel like that I understand you being upset, like you're you're if you're paying to go to BlizzCon, like you're clearly big into Blizzard games. I can see how maybe a mobile title on your phone would come across as okay, this isn't like for the core Diablo audience. But maybe it is. Maybe it's a good fucking game. You have no idea. You haven't played it. You know what I'm saying? Like, would I be mad if the next Zelda game was a mobile game? It's supposed to be. Uh, if the next Zelda game was a mobile game, I mean, it wouldn't be, like, what I wanted. But I also believe Nintendo to also make a new Zelda at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. That makes sense. Like, I want an Animal Crossing for Switch so bad. We are getting it. When people, when they announced Pocket Camp and Pocket Camp came out, there was some backlash. This isn't what we want. We want a Switch version. Well, yeah, clearly they're fucking working on it. It's just not the time for them to announce it. You know what I mean? Get what I'm saying? Am I speaking like crazy right now? Like, am I, am I like, like, I'm not a big Blizzard fucking fanboy. Like, I'm on the Blizzard train Overwatch. It's a recent game. Like, I don't have these years of, of playing and loving Blizzard games. So, I think I can, like, separate my fanboyism. Uh, listen, I got, I've got no horse in this race. Do you think that the all this like bad, bad will from from people is is warranted? I don't know. I don't know what their argument is. For most people, it's like we don't want this. We don't want a mobile game. Why are you giving us this? We want Diablo Four. Which again, I understand, but as a as a business, like they also need to like make very profitable games. And if everyone else is making profitable mobile games, I mean, you can't you, you can't be mad at that. You know what I mean? It's not like they're gonna stop making all their other games and just make shitty mobile games. Because I think this will probably be a decent mobile game. For what it is, it's a fucking mobile game. It's also a way for them to to get the Diablo franchise into the hands of other people that maybe aren't Diablo players. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as long as they are definitely making a a new, like, actual game as opposed to a mobile game, then sure, crank out a mobile game. And then if people don't want it, then... Well, it sounds like they're not going to get it. So I'm really more interested to see how well it does. I think it's going to do very well. I just think that with things like this, sometimes it's just a vocal minority that makes it seem as though there's a bigger issue here. Like, I look back to the whole YouTube downvote thing reminds me of the last Call of Duty when Activision showed off that the video got downvoted like profusely the game was still one of if not the best-selling game of that year so it's like 
who's really mad about it? Vocal minority or the whole player base? You know what I mean? Mm. So I, I just think I think you have to kind of remove your emotions. Again, I understand. Like if me and you went to E3 or went, you know, whatever, if this past E3, the Nintendo Direct was like ended with, we got Smash Brothers Mobile coming. Like I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I'd, I'd get it. I understand. Like you want the core game, not this thing. Like I get it. But at the same time, I don't picture Nintendo being the company or Blizzard being the company that's going to like, all right, we're going to just look for the cash in and not still make core games. Imagine the mechanics of a Smash Mobile game. I don't. I don't want it. Like, hmm. I hate, like, touch controls. I can't. Maybe it's just a factor of being older. I don't know. Because I feel like I feel like a, the younger generation the young isn't kids, used to buttons. The young kids know how to do it. They're just not used to buttons. That's why. Because everything has a touch screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very weird. Mm. Very odd to me. Yeah. All right, Mike. Before we get into the the, the absolute final topic of the evening here, mm-hmm. my GCU ended, oh, and yeah. I'm so fucking sad about it. If you guys listening are aware, like if you don't know what G, when I say GCU, basically Best Buy used to have. Uh, a membership service called Gamers Club Unlocked, and one of the, if not the only important. Uh, membership bonus that that gave you is it gave you 20% off of games. And I had this shit forever. Like, and I took advantage of a lot of different things that allowed me to extend my membership for very, in it. it used to be a hundred bucks to do it, which again is a lot. But if you are buying enough games, because I think it was a hundred bucks for two years. So whatever that breaks down to, the discount 20%, like however many games you had to buy for it to make sense, mm-hmm. whatever. But I had a thing where I was getting it for like 20 bucks at a time. Sometimes I got it for five bucks. I I'm, 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 I dig the deals. I'm like down there in the in deal world. But I had it forever. So I'm so used to like getting games at a really good price, especially when like taking advantage of games just going on sale and then adding the 20% off or stacking other deals and stuff like that. It's just, it's so, it's like disheartening. Not only that, they canceled it a day early. So I had a bunch of things that I was like, all right, let me plan out what I'm going to pre-order, like what I'm going to buy, all these things. And when I went to do it, it was like 9 p.m. on Sunday, and my GCU ran out on Monday. This happened this past weekend. Mm -hmm. My GCU went until monday and i like took a screenshot on my phone of like my account saying you have gcu until november 6th or whatever monday was i didn't get to pre-order smash like i did there's a bunch of games that i'm like what like what the fuck so uh i went you went down to your local best buy no i didn't do that but i did reach out to best buy support and i was like listen like i do almost all of my shopping as much as I can at Best Buy, like, I've been a member for, like, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not looking for much more. I'm just confused because I went to order this and it was canceled early and blah, blah, blah. I just want to pre-order this one game with this price. And they're going to honor it for me. Oh, which is great. It's great. That's great support. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like a lot of the again I'm like I'm in for, like I'm in these groups and forums and stuff about deals and stuff and I feel like people always harp on how bad Best Buy customer support usually is and I'm not gonna lie I've had my my issues with their support or just any company's support in general but uh this episode episode brought to you by Best Buy yeah um it uh yeah this is uh this was the the good call by them good call. I appreciate the call here. There you go. You got your twenty percent off your Super Smash Brothers. Just yeah. the game, or did you do like a bundle? I wanted bundle? to get the bundle, but it's not up. It's it hasn't been up on their site for a while. It's been coming soon for a while. So uh-huh. it's it sold out when it initially went up. It'll go up again at some point, but I don't think it's gonna. I don't think I made that window, unfortunately. But the reason that I bring up GCU and it being gone, not just to bitch about that, but now I'm in a weird position. Because GameStop doesn't offer anything like this. Amazon did, but got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Do I go digital? Mm-hmm. Like, there's almost no point in me staying physical now, except for the fact that I like to collect my shit. And there's a weird thing with me where it's like, I feel like if you buy something digital, it's like you kind of almost don't own it, really. You technically don't. So, especially in, like, uh, the weird space to be especially is with, like, video games, where, like, all the things I buy digital on my Switch, on my Xbox, on my PS4, there's no guarantee, and with Nintendo, most likely no, like, when the next console comes out, all of those games, I can't do anything with them. They're stuck there. You know what I mean? And... I mean, I don't think this is a thing. I think once you buy it, you retain the digital rights. But if a game was to come off of a store, I don't know if there are scenarios where they would take it away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I know, like, especially with licensed games, like the Scott Pilgrim game for 360, you can't buy that anymore, even if you booted up your 360. But I own it. I think if I put, I think if I plugged in my 360, I could still play it. But it's a weird space where, like, things disappear and stuff like that. It also takes away your resale availability. Like, you wouldn't be able to resell something. If you, you know, like, look at all, all my games down here. If I ever felt like selling them, I could do that. But with, you know, that, I can't. So it takes away that. But at the same time, what's the, like, what's the point of buying physical? Like, do I need to keep filling up shelves? Like, do I need to keep wasting like physical space especially where like the age we're in like even if i buy an xbox game physical i still gotta fucking install it you know what i mean like i'm literally just buying something to put on my shelf no and and bringing in the element of if i want to change the game i gotta get up off my fat ass and change the game yeah it's also true it's a real struggle so i don't know mike like the collector in me doesn't want to go digital but every other aspect is like well where am i going to buy my games from now because it really doesn't the only thing that still benefits me is if i still like i still get reward zone like credit at best buy so i could still shop at best buy in like every 250 points so every 250 dollars get a five dollar coupon whoa So I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. It's it's like a weird space to be in because I haven't had to think about this for like 
for a very long time. I don't think 10 years, eight years maybe. I don't even know. Like I have no, I don't even know how long I've had GCU board because it's just been a part of my like purchasing power. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, I've already started transitioning sort of to digital just when it's convenient for me. In the game space or just every media or just some games? Uh, in the game space. In the other space, typically, I mean, if I buy a Blu-ray, I typically get one that comes with a digital copy, even though it's going to be... I don't like those digital copies just because they might pull them, too. I like being able to, like, rip my media, so at some point I have to get, like, a Blu-ray ripper. That's beside the point. Yeah. Same thing with music. I haven't bought an album in a while, but I tried and, like, whenever I buy a CD, I would, like, rip the CD just so I have a digital copy and a physical copy. Yeah. Move things around. Hmm. Books. Books. Digi- <laughs> books are digital, I think, at this point. But what... If you buy a digital book, you buy it on Amazon? Uh, Amazon or Google Play Books. I think those are the two... So are those like, if you buy a book on Amazon, can you only read it on your Kindle? Yes. And if you only, if you buy it on Google, you can only do it on your phone? Uh, on like the Google, I mean, I could do it on my computer too. Like anywhere I can access that site and then like look at it. Okay. Um, See, I don't like that. I don't like being locked like that. I don't like being locked like that either. Uh, there are certain, there are, I know I can get like, um, versions of digital books that I can read like all over the place. Yeah. Like they're like open source like uh I forget what you'd call it, but open source versions of books, but I feel like for the most part those are like books that are in public domain. Sort of like Yeah. Oh, I want to read Dracula. Well here you can get this copy here and you can upload it here, here and here and read it whenever you want. Hmm. Okay. But most of my books now are pretty much comic books so i'm not really and those aren't through amazon or the google store is it through a comic app no it's through it so if i'm talking comic books too then there's three places i either go to amazon google play or comiXology which is owned by amazon anyway oh, see that would like that stresses me out even thinking about that because it's i have all my media spread out like i don't like the thought of that that like i mean it stresses out, me the fuck the, out aside from games all three things music books and music books and movies like i can access them either from my phone or my computer like it's not they're in several places but they're easily accessible yeah it's like they're on three different bookshelves but the bookshelves are on my computer that's stressing me out so in the game space specifically though Mm -hmm. you don't you're not in a leaning any sort of way you're just kind of like whatever is more convenient for you if that were true, I would have just bought Smash digitally. Did Smash, I did get a physical copy. But I think the last... Of the weekends? Maybe like the last two games I purchased, I purchased digitally. I think. Spider-Man? Spider-Man and another game for the PS4. Yeah, I bought those digitally. Well, Spider-Man, that was definitely for convenience. The other game, I think... I wasn't even sure if I could find it at a physical store. I was like, I don't really care. I'll just buy it real quick. Okay. Was it an anime game? I feel like it was. I feel yeah. like you told me what game it was. I don't know. Maybe I did. Do you not remember what game it was? No, no game it was. Oh, why, why are you being weird? Why did you just say what it was? <laughs> it was uh, Eyes of Heaven. Is that really what it was? 
That's what it's called. Because you could be making it up, and I still wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Have you played it yet? Uh, I played a little bit, and I just wanted to go in and, like, I didn't feel like playing the story. I just want to see how the combat worked, mm-hmm. and I don't get it at all. So I haven't touched it in a while. Is it in English or no? No. Oh. Well, no, no, no. The voice acting isn't in English. The menus, the menus and stuff are? Okay. Let's, uh, this is a good segue then to segue into everyone's favorite segment here, Mike's and Minute. Uh-huh. So what is Eyes of Heaven? Oh, it's a JoJo game. Oh, okay. So it's a JoJo game, but it's called Eyes of Heaven? It's like, yeah. It's like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Eyes of Heaven or something like that. I don't... It's a fighting game? Yes. Bandai Namco? Must be. I feel like they have all the Shonen games. I don't know. Is JoJo Shonen? Yes. It was in Shonen Jump for a while, and then it moved to like a different Jump uh, publication a few years ago. Are they... Do they have reps in Jump Force? Yeah, in Jump Force, I haven't seen anything yet. In Could they be in there, though? Because I think so. Okay, all right. I don't know how... Because they believe... left Shonen. I don't know if that meant yeah. they couldn't, couldn't be there. Because uh, I'm trying to remember if if any of them were in because when I was playing the other Shonen Jump games so All Star and forget the other one I think I wasn't I don't remember yeah J Stars and whatever I don't think I was into JoJo at the time so like if they were there I wasn't paying attention okay so Eyes of Heaven is this a new game no it just was it on sale or no? I I just saw clips of it on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just buy this game. Okay, so is it's good? You just don't know how to fight yet. You just don't get it. I don't it? know if it's good. <laughs> is it a two D fighter or is it a three D space? Three D. Okay. Is there a story mode? Yes. Have you dabbled? No. Like I said, I turned it on. I wanted to get a feel for the combat, so I looked. I looked for like free play. Yeah. And just did a little of that, but I didn't know what the controls were. And okay. Things weren't happening, and then it just kind of said that I lost. <laughs> Interesting. But you, yeah. did you have a health meter? Uh, I think so. I well, I had a I, health I had a health meter, but I think it's one of those games where you might have three health bars. So like it it must have depleted and then changed it to a different color. Oh okay okay okay. Interesting. I love when you talk about games that you don't know anything about. It's great. It's like my favorite thing. I think we might we should probably do a segment. Like we should do like a. Like either a Twitch series or a YouTube series where it's just you playing games without knowing anything about it yet, but just knowing it's something you want to play mm-hmm. and just seeing you get get along through it. Uh, is there anything, you know, for Aunt Mike's in a minute that you're watching or intend to watch? Uh, no. You're not watching anything currently? No. I have... Are all your series up to date? More. So, I mean, what am I watching now? I don't know, Mike. I don't, I don't have access I think, to your I think to your you asked TV me this programming. question probably last week, and I think I haven't watched anything since, since then. then. Oh. What's on Mike's, like, if there was a anime up next in your queue that you either want to start or haven't started yet, what is it? Uh, let's take a look here. The fact that you can't just pull it off the cuff makes me feel like it's not it's not even worth the watch. Like, I have plenty of shows that I can ramble off right now. Yeah, because both I anime gave or you a bunch of shows. Well, not even just anime, just in general, that I need to fucking bang out, that I know I don't know when I'm going to watch them, which is probably never, but I need to bang them out. Yeah. While you while you look for that, I quickly want to just wrap up my thoughts on digital versus physical. I think I'm going to continue to do Switch physical because I, again, I'm a collector at heart. 
and Nintendo is dear to me, so I'll try to probably do physical as much as possible there. When it comes to Xbox, I will most likely go digital only because Dom and I are doing game share so that if one of us buys a game, we both get it. So there's that aspect of it. Uh, when it comes to PlayStation, I'm not really... There's not a lot that I need to buy on that front, so it's going to be very kind of what's the best price on this that I'm trying to play. In in every aspect, I will try to always lean towards physical just because, again, I'm a collector at heart. But what is your... Uh, Oh, I couldn't find anything. Anything? No, I mean, listen, I said I was watching Goblin Slayer and Mob Psycho. Those are the only two shows that I have. Okay. Okay, that's fine. On the docket. Listen, they can still be your docket. They can still be the thing. I'll tell you that, I don't know. I'll watch part five of JoJo eventually. Okay. I don't know if this qualifies as like a... It does not. A true anime. But I do need to and want to, and I was going to start it this weekend. We'll see if I have time tomorrow to give it a shot. Uh, Castlevania on Netflix. Mm. I don't know if that qualifies as an anime or not. Yeah, whatever. It's on my list too. As a matter of fact, it's, it's on my Netflix list. You, you keep talking. Well, yeah. Well, while you look up that, before we transition into Castlevania, because I did want to talk about Castlevania for a second, this week's episode of the Past the Controller podcast is sponsored by Goodnight Fatty. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday or Saturday night, which is tonight, uh, you can head over to the North Shore's premier late night cookie pop-up. Wow, I messed up the typical ad read, and I don't know what to say next. If you don't know what a fatty is, you can check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and educate yourself on these tasty, scrumdiddlyumptious treats. And when you do head down to Goodnight Fatty, you can let them know that Pass the Controller sent you. And I think I forgot to say where it is because, again, I messed up the ad read. 7 to 11, Friday and Saturday, Higginson Square, Salem, Massachusetts. Do yourself a favor and get yourself a goddamn fatty because... They're delicious, and we're going there after this. So if you go there, and if you're watching us on Twitch right now live at twitch.tv slash passcontroller, you can see that we're recording this live, and when we're done, we're going to get some fatties. Mike, tonight they have three brand new flavors they've never made before. Hooly dooly. That's exciting. Every weekend, they make three different cookies. I mean, they might bring back, they, they definitely bring back favorites, but every weekend it is a different set of three cookies. So it's never the same. Friday, the, the the weekend of itself, like Friday and Saturday, will be the same cookies, but the following week will be a different set of three cookies. Um, and we do have some news. Uh, we'll save it. But we do have a collaboration coming up with them soon, next month. Some more details on that later. Uh, and our second sponsor tonight is Beer Brand. Beer Brand is a premium men's grooming company with products not only for your hair, but for your body as well. And your beard. Mike, I am off my game tonight. I don't. I think it's because we're recording live. Like, I don't know where to look. Like, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at that. I'm looking yeah. at this. Yeah. I'm all over the place. I, I apologize. Uh, Bear Brand formulates their products to work with your body's natural chemistry rather than to disguise or change it. Many competing products are formulated to address a man's insecurities rather than help them embrace their own awesomeness. And Mike, Bear Brand thinks you're awesome. And their products are designed to make you be the man you want to be. Our listeners can head over to BeerBrand.com and get a free sample of sea salt spray added to their order automatically, and it'll be the best decision you've made all day. If you're wondering how I get this beer looking so fresh and so clean, uh, part of that is that I you know, trim it up and make it sure it looks good every day. But the other part is I like to use the beard oil and utility bomb. So if you're looking for suggestions on what to pick up as your first purchase, I go with one of those if you are somebody that needs to get some beard care or the utility bomb can be using your beard your hair your skin it's like a 
it's in the name, Utility Bomb. You can use it for a lot of things. Um, but products smell great. I haven't had any issues with them. Um, I, you know, I don't typically use a lot of, like, personal care products other than, like, soap, deodorant, and, like, toothpaste. But this stuff I do, you know, I do use to, to smell good and look sharp, feel good. But, yeah, Mike, um, I brought up Castlevania partly because it is on my queue, my Netflix queue. But there's rumblings. So Adi Shankar, who's the producer of the Netflix series for Castlevania, tweeted out recently that he was excited to work with a an iconic Japanese company on one of their properties, bringing it to, I don't know if he explicitly says Netflix, but making a show about it. A lot of people have dug into it and speculated that it is going to be a Zelda animated series. So am I. Now, whether that is true or not, we will, I believe he tweeted out and said that he'll announce it on November 16th, so we will know soon enough. But what I wanted to ask you was, is there a gaming property, a gaming IP that Michael would like to see additional media from? So whether it be a movie, an animated movie, a live-action TV series, a, li a animated TV series, or some other form of media, comic book, graphic novel, is there something that you like would want to see come to fruition? Well, we need, gotta be. we need an anime for Splatoon. I'd be down with that. I would be down. You want like you want an anime in particular? Yeah. Okay. I think a manga already exists. What um Yeah, there is a manga. What do you do you have like somebody in particular that you'd want to be at the helm? Nope. No. What what else is there? Anything else outside of Splatoon? No. No? Michael. For me, one would be, I would love, well, first of all, I'd, I would love for this Zelda thing to be real. And if it's not, I would still love for there to be something additional for Zelda. I think live action, unless they, like, went full Lord of the Rings, don't do live action. But I could see a dope, like, well-done animated series. Um, I don't know if they would go with Netflix, though. I'm not sure if that would be their play. It, maybe through the big end yeah I don't, like i don't know who nintendo like i don't know how that works like like i don't know if they would go with them or maybe they'd go on the disney service you know what i mean like i don't know what they mm -hmm. would do i feel like their media would gel well with like a disney service you know what i mean i feel like that would be a good fit for it because I'm assuming that if they do go that route with anything, it will be family-oriented in some way. Like, I don't think they'd go the full mature route of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess they're they're doing the movie with Universal, right? The Mario movie is Universal? Illumination uh, Studios? Illumination, yeah. That's Universal? Uh, maybe. It must be, because they're doing the theme park, Universal. I would assume that they would kind of keep it all Yeah, similar. you would think that, but, I mean, prior to the Disney acquisition of Fox, uh, Avatar was a Fox property, and they fucking had a Avatar theme park in Disney World. 
Yeah, that's true. I think Illumination falls under the Universal umbrella. So if that's the case, is Universal tied to just Hulu or anything else? Uh, it's NBC Universal. NBC Universal should be owned by Comcast. So I don't know where it goes from there. I think Comcast might be top of the chain, top of the food chain there. Huh. Okay. I feel like Hulu would be. It would be a great get for Hulu, but I feel like it would have a smaller network of people watching it, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I listen. I couldn't tell you the numbers. I'm sure Hulu's doing just fine. But it's Netflix must be the king, though. Netflix is probably the king. But it's, I don't know, I don't think there's going to be like a huge disparity. Especially nowadays, I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, well, listen, what do I know? I'm just some guy who's spending way too much money on 10 different services. Uh, Illumination is owned by Universal. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they would, maybe they would just stick with them because they have some sort of working relationship with them already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows? I mean, it could be something more along the lines of like, hey, we want to make a show. Here's the money for, you know, the rights to do X amount of seasons or episodes or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like they could work that like non-lengthy contractual agreement out as well. Um, but for me, outside of them actually making a Zelda thing, Overwatch, like top of the list, like I would love to see... Like, and I know saying that I haven't watched any besides the diva like vignettes. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I will watch those at some point, and I want to watch. Like I would watch something deeper as well. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I mean, give me. I mean, I wasn't Splatoon wasn't on my list, but I would watch that. I watched the shit out of that. Um, but if I really had to pick something else, Overwatch was like my big gun there. I don't. I don't necessarily know if I have something else that I'd be, like, teaming for that would be, like, I need this outside of Overwatch and Zelda. Like, Zelda's the one. Like, Zelda's my favorite, probably arguably my favorite franchise of all time. So just in general, I would love to see more media around that IP because I would, I would eat it up. I'd gobble it up. Look at me. Look at me. You know I'd gobble it up. It's true. He would. Um, Anyways, uh, I guess the last thing we should uh, take a peek at is the Discord questions that we have. And we got a few in here, but we already talked on these topics. So I do not think we need to delve any deeper into those topics because we already covered them. But uh, thank you to Sapphire Jade and Dirty Bee Studios for getting in on the questions. I know Joe wanted to know if Gino. So, uh, G- Joe at Joe asked earlier if if Gino didn't make it into Smash, who we want to see be the Square Enix rep? Since the rumor is that the first Smash DLC character is a Square Enix character, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think Gino is owned by Square. It might be a little bit. It, it might be like a King K Rule situation where like. Rare helped make King K. Rule, but it's not really their property. and You know what I mean? Like, it might be in that realm of things, but I think Gino is ultimately a Nintendo character. But if we're talking about Square Enix rep, 
that puts us in the category of okay, it could be Chrono from Chrono Trigger, it could be Lara Croft from Tomb Raider, it could be who the thing is Square Enix game that's appeared on Nintendo platform. It could be countless people from Final Fantasy, or it could be Sora. I feel like you said that to me like you were expecting some sort of response. I, I mean, I, I feel like those are the main ones that it could be right. if it's a square rep. You have any thoughts on any of those? Um, so wait, has Tomb Raider been on the Nintendo platform? Um, there has been at least Tomb Raider Game Boy Color games, I'm pretty sure. All right. So yeah. that would clear them for, for All that. All right, Laura, you're in. You think they would put Gunsy Guns, though? Does anyone have? Does anyone in the game have a realistic depiction of a gun? Um, in Smash, yeah, it would either be Snake or does Bayonetta. he have guns though? I don't know if he has guns. I guess you're right though. Bayonetta does have like kind of realistic looking guns, or like everyone else's is like beams and stuff, right? Yeah. No, no, no people shooting bullets for the most part. Like, like all of the Star Fox guns shoot like a like a ray, right? Yeah. Zip, 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 zip. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any of Snake's moves, at least not in Brawl. I don't think any of Snake's moves were a gun. I think his only like projectile weapon was his like side smash, which was rocket launcher. Yeah, he also had the his side B, which was the remote control missile. Oh, missile. Okay, yeah, but no one shot like bullet bullets. No one shot bullet bullets unless you count Bullet Bill. Bullet Bill, who is a very large bullet. I feel yeah. like he should count for more than one bullet. Yeah, anyway. he, he's kind of like it's just a pack of guns. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about Bonsai Bill. He's the biggest bullet of them all. Is Bonsai Bill in Smash? I don't know. Probably not. He should be. If he's not, that's the next character. You just fucking cracked the code, Mike. Figure it out. So, <laughs> Dom made a good point, and this is like completely off, not completely off topic, but completely off the square thing, but still on Smash. He was like, the thing that scares me about Piranha Plant is that this opened the door now for like them to add Goomba. Or yep. Koopa Troop. Like, it opens the door for stuff like that, which wouldn't be the worst thing, but it also would be the worst thing. We've added grass from Pokemon games. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it, <clears> like it you opens... walk through it and then Pokemon come out. Like, the thing with... <sighs> I try to dissect why Piranha Plant is in the game, and I simply think it's because they probably have, like, all of these, like... Yeah, that thing from Zelda that eat rocks. Yeah. A Goron? Yeah, there it is. I mean, they could... See, that, uh, and that's the thing. Like, they, they could add things like that. And, like, again, it wouldn't be bad, but, like, it would be bad. Um, but the... I, like, I fully believe that, like, they either have, at the very least, like, a spreadsheet of some sort or just a document that is, like, characters with proposed move ideas. And I'm sure it spans, like... Super obscure, super well-known, two regular baddies, like a Piranha Plant, a Goomba, stuff like that. And I believe that they fuck around with them all the time. They probably have, like, really early development, like, models. Probably just, like, not even, like, a, a model of the character. But, like, here's a rough little outline of what this character would look like and their moveset. So they fuck around with the moveset. And I'm, this is at least how I interpret it. It's like Sakurai was, like... They were working on just a really cool moveset for Piranha Plant. And they were like, we're going to put him in just because it's like a cool moveset. And from what I've watched, it is a cool moveset. I mean, there isn't really anybody with his moveset. Right. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, there's a bunch of crumpled up papers with Waluigi's name on it. 
big red <laughs> X and like a question mark. Like I don't know what he does. To be fair, as much as people want Waluigi, he would. What would his move set be? Whatever the fuck he wants. Didn't wasn't one of his moves in one of the Mario chances like him just swimming across? Like yes. He, what is that? What is that? For, why does he do that? They can do that with him in the game. <laughs> just saw your text. Um, the thing with the thing with uh, his. Remember he does like that suck it move when he wins. And... Yes, in Strikers. Yeah, that should be his uh, his taunt. I mean, I'm I'm almost positive that the Waluigi was created solely. For the purpose of like having oh, oh. an evil Luigi, yeah, like that was the only reason they made him. Mm-hmm. Like at least Wario has like an identity outside of being like Mario's evil whatever cousin. I don't know what the official lore is. I'm pretty sure there's like multiple different things. This is going down the route of like when we were talking about Diddy and Donkey Kong, yep. but there's like multiple. If you like dig into like Mario and Wario lore, like if you go through like instruction manuals and like all sort of stuff, like official Nintendo printed things, some things refer to him as like Mario's best friend, and some of them refer to him as like Mario's cousin, and then some of them are just like this is fucking bad Mario. <laughs> this is this is Wario. He has a W on his hat. <laughs> He's an upside down Mario. Um, so there's, like, confusing, like, I don't know what the official, like, we gotta call up Reggie. I mean, Reggie, what's the a real story? Like, what's the deal here? Like, what is, like, give me the definitive, like, 2018, what is Wario's relationship to Mario? What if Wario is, like, Peach's brother? I heard, uh, I heard the reason why that guy got his press pass revoked at the White House is because he kept asking these questions. They, <laughs> they're like you can't have him here they're no... like give us back the microphone he's like no tell me <laughs> I need what to is know. Wario to Mario my name isn't Reggie I just need to know I'm trying to get the message across I'm trying to do a family tree for school but yeah I mean I, anyways that's that smash for you but I think that probably from Square's catalog of characters I'm, I'm assuming that Sora is at the top of the list for what people want whether or not that's what actually comes in, who knows? I think that I don't know how high requested Chrono is for being in Smash. I think that if they put Chrono in, I think it would fucking make people lose their mind. Like I think back to when they announced Cloud at the Game Awards. I feel like if they announced Chrono, it would have that same like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like really? And I think they could do a cool move set with him. I also want to point out that besides Echoes, all the new fighters they added, none of them are fucking slashy slash. You mean they're not sword fighters or you mean not fire emblies? <laughs> both. Okay. They're both. They don't have swords and they're not fire emblies. It's good. It's good, good, good. I do want to throw this last little caveat in there because this is, again, Dom and I had a, like, 45-minute phone conversation about Smash stuff, mm. like, twice this week, this past week. But, uh... There's definitely, like, I know we're paying for five characters to get added, plus five maps, plus additional music, and whatever else they feel like throwing in there. There's nothing stopping them from adding more than that. I I need to actually look at to see, like, I feel like when they announced Cloud Bayonetta, I feel like we were only supposed to get one additional character. And they said they were going to give us Cloud and Bayonetta. Like, I feel like it was, like, we did the ballot, top characters coming in, they added both, 
And then they also gave us Corrin, who was just like, we're going to give you another Fire Emblem character. Mm -hmm. So, like, even if they say, like, hey, we're giving you five more, there's not necessarily something stopping them from saying, we're going to also just throw this person in to promote this game coming out. Because that was kind of what Corrin was. They were in Fire Emblem Birthright Conquest. It was kind of like a tie-in to that. Um, If you look at the slate of games coming out in 2019 that we know so far... Super Mario Brothers Deluxe U, whatever the Wii U Deluxe game, the remaster, the port, uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, Animal Crossing Switch, Bayonetta Three supposedly, uh, brand new Pokemon Generation title. My guess is that at least one of these five is going to be a Pokemon character, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's not part of the plan. But we also still get a Pokemon character, especially because people will pay money for that. Do I have to spend more money after buying my battle pass? So I I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not sure what the plan would be. But I mean, again, they made a point of saying the battle the the fighter pass includes five fighters that aren't echoes. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it can't also include echo fighters, like as additional to the five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like let's let's say that they added, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't know a good example actually off the top of my head. But let's say they added a Pokemon character as one of these five. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean they can't also add a Echo for that Pokemon as part of that pack. You know what I mean? It's like, you get both for this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like the, the there's enough flexibility there. Um, but anyways, I think, we've, uh, I think we've exhausted that topic. I think we've exhausted Smash. I apologize in advance because I feel like every episode leading up until Smash comes out, and then probably the first couple after that, we're going to talk a lot about Smash. Smash is like the new Overwatch, as far as it's going to invade our conversations, I'm sure. But, uh, Mike, I don't know about you, but it's definitely time to go get cookies. Uh-huh. So we should probably wrap things up here. Um, as always, you can find us on the internet at PassTheController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. Tonight we tried streaming the podcast live on Twitch just to see how it would go. I don't know how often we'll continue to do that. I don't know if we'll do it every time. I don't know if we'll do it once in a while. I'm not really sure. Um, but we just wanted to give it a shot, see how it worked out, um, introduce that element to see what, you know, what would come from that. So... We're unsure if we'll continue to do that, but, you know, it could be there. So, who knows? But anyways, you can also join our Discord and talk amongst our fans and with us. The easiest way to get to our Discord is to go to our Twitter, and it's on our pinned tweet. We also just launched our Patreon at patreon.com slash passthecontroller, and we would love if you took a chance to donate us. It really helps us to keep the lights on over here, to keep pushing the envelope further, and keep doing more things that we want to do. We have a a suite of content that we want to produce outside of what we do now and all that stuff becomes more possible when we can start making more money off of what we're doing now um so any support there becoming a patreon uh patron would be super beneficial and we would appreciate it so much um and yeah i don't know mike you can find me at big room on everything I don't know if you care to tell people where they find you. Yeah, if it's important, I'll figure it out. There you go. You heard it here first. Mike doesn't like you guys. And uh, this is not the first time they've been talking. Yeah, I know. But thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pass Control Podcast, episode 114.